All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. And uh, we're bringing you a, this edition uh, from the internets because uh, Joey's all the way out in Colorado on vacation, man. But uh, he took time out of his vacation to jump on here. And we got a great episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Mark Davis from Big Water Adventures. It's a, uh, what, Joey, a fishing show, outdoor show that's on the Outdoor Network, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, so we're going to be talking to him about his show, how he got it started. Uh, I got a feeling it's going to be a great episode with some killer stories, too. So, uh, But before we do that, we always want to thank our sponsors, man. Southern Magnolia Smiles, Dr. Robbie Williams and his staff there at uh, at Southern Magnolia Smiles. If you're looking for a great local dentist, be sure to hit them up. They're on all the social platforms, man. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Southern Magnolia Smiles, or you can hit them up on their uh, regular website, southernmagnoliasmiles.com, or give them a call on the landline at 228-215-1202. We're also proudly sponsored by Hilltree Marketing. If you're looking for someone to do an overhaul on your website or build you one from scratch, go check them out. That's Jesse Hill and his team. They do web design, graphic design, photography, IT work, social media, videography, and aerial cinematography. That's HilltreeMarketing.com. They recently just did our uh, website, Joey and I's at BrownWaterBanter.com. If you want to check out their work, yeah, it looks great. Go uh, go over to BrownWaterBanter.com and you can see what they've done. We're super impressed, super proud of it. And uh, they were a great team to work with. And then uh, last we got here, we got uh, our buddy Josh over at Faithful to the End. Uh, they do lawn care and pressure washing, man. Uh, they recently uh, just came out and did my house, and I was super happy with the results. They pressure washed the outside, got it all cleaned up. Josh is a great guy. Uh, their motto is that they treat their customers just like they would treat their mamas. So uh, you need to check them out. You can hit them up. They're on Facebook, Faithful to the End. Just look them up. Or you can give them a call on on Josh's phone there at 228 228- 282-279. I believe that's an eight. Joey, can you help me out? I think it's yeah. 2798. I don't have my glasses yeah. on, man. I'm struggling. Yeah. 2798. <laughs> all right. But uh, so we want to thank all of our sponsors, man. They, they keep the show running and we appreciate it. So let's bring Mark in, man. Stop hearing me jib jab here. Mark, what's going on, man? Ain't nothing to it, man. I'm just sitting up next to a gun safe listening to y'all get the show started. Hey, that's no better spot than to listen or be a part of this show is right next to a gun safe. So we appreciate that. that. So, uh, Mark, tell us, man, tell us about uh, Big Water Adventures. You know, I'm kind of trying to get myself up to speed as well. Joey was telling me about the show. So I went online and looked you up and started watching some of the some of your episodes. And to be honest with you, I was pretty much jealous right out the gate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like you live in the dream that me and Joey are trying to flirt with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, man, the, the what it was supposed to start out being and what it ended up being, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And we're, and we're filming our 15th season for 2022. We're the longest running saltwater show on Algo Channel, and um, you know, we've been around a while now. We go from a lot, you know, well, pre-COVID, we go from Alaska to Australia, and we hit um, at least 50 species a year every season. Uh, I try to pretty much be a bucket list show. So if you watch 13 episodes, which is a full season, you end up essentially with, you know, what I would call a bucket list full of species. We try to hit the bill and dolphin tunas, wahoos, and then even get into the exotic stuff where we go. If we go to Australia, never seen before, go to Panama, Costa Rica, rooster fish and all the stuff that you got to catch. So uh, what I was trying to do when I started it was just start a, a big game adventure 
um, kind of show. And, you know, it kind of evolved into really going to the best places in the U.S. or outside of the U.S., going with the best destination no matter where we go and what we do. And all you got to do is make a phone call and you can do what you saw us doing. Been, it's been really, uh, quite honestly, successful and very blessed to have gotten this far with the people that have helped along the way. That's yeah, awesome, that was, man. Yeah, that was, that was one of my main questions in the beginning. How did that, How did you get up with these charter boat captains and, and the guys that you go with in different states? Did you just give them a call and say, hey, I'm coming in to film this show, or how did that work? Well, you know, some of them, uh, from the beginning, I, I, it was kind of really weird to do a TV show, never plan on doing a TV show, never was good show um i work for a company called shakespeare fishing tackle and you know the long and short story is i worked for him for 13 years and during that time i did advertising and public relations for him which managing the pro staff in fresh and salt water so like on the freshwater side i had a lot of the bass guys like mark amy horton and mark mendez and Clark, guys like that on the saltwater side i had a lot or a lot of captains and the locations that you see me filming now so about 2007, 2008, uh, a company came in and bought Pure Fishing, uh, and later bought Shakespeare. And you know we'd done everything right except for one thing: we didn't own it, and we'd grown dollars. And it was it was a great company to buy, and it was a great company to sell. And that's what happens. I took a look at really what was going on, and you know that was about the, around the time that you know fire and some of the old guard was starting to get a little older, and you know really there weren't a whole lot of sh- that time it was before into the blue and uh saltwater experience and some of those guys had even started at the same time and i just kind of looked at it and I, you know what i've been working on the print side television side i've got a background in advertising and i've got all these captains and all these places, locations that i've built up that 13 years and it just kind of came together up and really now if you look at it um you know, like you get in, in y'all's neck of the woods, Mexican Gulf Fishing Company. I mean, I got on with them early on. Um, you know, Kevin Beach will tell you that there were two things he took away from the first time we filmed together. And one of them he's, is he wanted to kill me. And the second one is he never wanted to do it again. But <laughs> out and got edited, uh, he, he took a look at it and he's like, all right, I see a little bit what this guy's trying to do. And, you know, that's really how it happens now. If I try to go to a new place now, it's it's a much simpler process. I just send them the DVDs, and I'm like, look, man, I'm 9.30 a.m. Saturday morning on Outdoor Channel. I've got a big platform, big following. I'm going to come in your backyard, and you're Superman. We're going to put a red you know, S on your shirt, and you're going to jump building to building, and we're going to film it and show it. So that was really where it was successful was by not making it about me. Um, I knew I wouldn't be able to carry a show that type of magnitude i mean when you're talking about alaska to australia you're literally talking about everything that swims and i knew that there was really no way that i'd be able to do that without a heck of a lot of you know not help but really the experts carrying the show so i step on the boat with them we pretty much go do what they do and we show it to you on big water adventures yeah yeah i think we lost joey that's part of uh doing the internet show but that that makes a lot of sense, Joey. You're back, man. That makes a Dude, lot of sense. <laughs> Colorado, this Colorado heat is burning my phone. It's the temperature went out on it again. Nice. Okay. That's all that entertainment coming through. It couldn't handle God, it. Lee. That's it. But, uh, no. So yeah, Joey and I. Um, 
we we kind of do the same thing. We didn't want this show to really be about us. It's more about the guests, right? And the people yep. that we have on. And we cover a broad, you know, range of topics on here, but with, with the outdoors being, you know, probably the biggest one that we do, the most following that we have. Sure. Uh, but I like that approach. So in the early days, in the like when you first got it started, how did you build your team out in, in the video world, saying that you come from like a print background, you know, and and was the outdoor channel somebody you already knew or how did that come about? Yeah. So when we started this thing, there was a production company that was involved in it. It was actually through a company in Arkansas called Pradco. So one of the, you know, they make, they've got cocktail Smithwick bomber head and uh, a bunch of different companies. And one of their holdings at the time, which I, I don't think they're still in business now was Commonwealth productions. And we kind of decided I was still at Shakespeare. What it was going to be the first year is it was going to be, you know, we had bought pens. So it was going to be pen reels, ugly sticker odds, Pradco. I mean, we were pulling together, almost kind of doing like what you see with a striking protein journal now where they're, you know, they're showcasing products and stuff like that. But what, you know, the hand grenade in the middle of it was that Shakespeare got bought. And, you know, we looked at it after the first year or two and we decided, you know what, let's try to make this thing a standalone deal. So that production company carried it for a couple of years. And I ultimately decided, you know what, I really want to try to make something out of this. I want to make it essentially what the vision I had of it, which is, you know, a big game, not, it's not really all big game. It's, it's really more destination adventure. But the, the main thing that I saw happening was, you know, we've got some of the best, in my opinion, in the world at every location that we go to. And I just wanted to make it bigger and better and, you know, more people watch it. So I ended up buying the whole thing out and essentially carried a um, pretty much a camera and production guy is about all we had. And I, what would really blow you away is if you saw behind the scenes, even now with Big Water Adventures, you know, my wife's my business administrator and I've got, you know, one production guy in Fort Smith, Arkansas that uses a couple other production companies. If we get too heavy into production and don't have the time, I've got one or two cameramen that I carry around, but it's really, <laughs> it's a really big looking production, which is the epitome of small business. And, quite honestly, everybody does a great job at what they do and we don't need, that's kind of what allows us to have the business model that we've got. Cause it's a, it's a pretty expensive business model to go all the places we go and do all the things we do. Uh -oh. You know, type of shows that we get takes a good bit of time, effort, money, energy, stuff like that. And by keeping lean, we don't have near as many people trying to eat from the apple and it allows us to spend more money on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. Technology, uh, technology is, is, has adapted or, or I should say evolved enough to where it's kind of, it makes these types of things a lot more, uh, smaller scale, I guess. And like you say, you can yep. outsource some of your production, uh, video editing, I'm sure. And stuff like that. Uh, to other people. So that's, that's really cool, man. Uh, Paul Miller's in the, in the comments here below. Let's throw that up there. He said, uh, check out the episode that he did with big water adventures. Um, yeah, he caught that slob triple tail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was, uh, that was honestly, I, I, I don't really have words for that thing as, as big as that thing looked on television. I believe do it. It justice. It'll never do it justice. It, it was a manhole cover with six inches of freeboard. 
<laughs> well, speaking speaking of that, I have I have three pictures I want to show, and then I actually have the video. Uh, I think it's like the teaser from that episode. So I can yeah, yeah. Let me let me show you the vi the pictures that I do have here. I don't think that's the triple tail, but that is a triple tail. That ain't. I don't that think that's from that episode. Yeah, that one was actually. You know what was interesting about that 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 fish you're looking at right there was two weeks ago, and that is a Pacific Ocean lower Pacific Ocean triple tail. First one to ever come to Tropic Star Lodge, and they took that fish and essentially carved it up and sent it away for research because the the thing they wanted to know about that specific fish, I'll put it to you this way, it'd be like y'all, you know, hitting a rig out in the Gulf of Mexico and catching a rooster fish to them. Um, they, they'd hardly ever even seen them, and as close as they were in proximity to the uh, Panama Canal, there's two subspecies. There's the Atlantic Ocean side, which on their side is the Caribbean side, and then there's this, the Pacific side. And not only do they virtually never see one down there, but they were, you know, it's a toss up as to which subspecies it was. So they were pretty excited about that one. Um, you know, obviously having not seen the manhole covers that you catch on a regular basis and that slob we had from last year from Paul Miller. Well, what's, yeah. what's hanging out of his mouth, man? That's not a traditional triple tail bait for sure. No, no. Um, you know, it was kind of funny. That's a sly dog, uh, Halco sly dog. And I mean, you know, I've caught everything from tunas, dolphin, you know, even had wahoos come up and take a shot at that thing, cut me off. But when we threw that thing, there was, we found this floating piece of basically this, it looked like a, a, a leftover reject from water world, a prop or something. I mean, it was just, it looked like a little, almost like a little city and it was floating out there in the middle of nowhere. And of course you find that in Panama, out, you know, out off a of tropic star, there's going to be some stuff on it. So I throw it in there and I catch a chicken dolphin, throw it in there, another dolphin, throw it back in there and something blows up on it and it's brown. And I'm looking at it, you know, and you, I, I, it'll be on the show. I said, I, I don't have any idea what that is. Yeah. It fights, gets back to the boat. And I'm, I see brown. First thing I can think of is it's a grouper or something. Last thing in my mind was a triple tail. And turned out there were three of them were actually on there because I, I threw back in there after I caught that one and another one blew up on it and missed it. So we backed down and actually got some underwater footage of them and, and caught all three of them, kept two of them because if you're wondering, you know, why would you do that if they're so rare? Well, the reason we kept two was because we figured, okay, if they're both Atlantic, then all three of them probably were. We turned the smallest one loose and we figured if they're, if they're both Pacific, then they're probably, you know, they're probably both Pacific and the third one probably is. But if we had just kept one, the researcher told us, yeah, y'all did the right thing. Because if, if you would have just kept one out of the three, I would have been a little upset because it'd been a toss up as to whether they were all from the same brood yeah. or, at least, you know, the same running together. So that one was, uh, you know, that was a fish that shouldn't have been where it was, shouldn't have done what it did and gave us an opportunity to find out, you know, where it came from and, you know, what its genetic side was. Yeah, with, with with all your fishing and all the you know the destinations you go to, I'm sure the research that that you do, you, do you ever run into a lot of stuff like that where fish aren't supposed to be where they're supposed to be? Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because the more we do this, I mean, if you if you stay with us over the seasons, you know we run into fish that shouldn't be where they ought to be. I mean, I, I had the the state record mangrove snapper in North Carolina, but I have it currently the record by default because there'd never been one caught. And the funny thing is on that show, I called it because I had been fishing in the Gulf of Mexico for mangroves and red snappers, American red snappers the week before. And when that fish bit, 
and it's all live. I mean, it, well, we, we shot it start to finish and I still got people saying there's no freaking way. That's the only mangrove snapper ever caught on that boat in that area around that, you know, even in North Carolina. And I called it when I pulled the trigger on it, 90 feet of water, it started bouncing like a mangrove, you know, short, quick, hard bounces, but not quite like a red. And I said, man, it feels like a 12 pound mangrove. And it was a 12 pound mangrove. And you could have hit the captain of that boat, Boomer Montgomery. You could hit him with a face of a board when I swung that thing over <laughs> because he, he's like, there's no way that just happened. Is that a technique thing you think because you're used to fishing for that or is it just yeah. luck of the draw? Well, in, in that situation, you know, I, I credit my boys on in Shim Creek in South Carolina where I got my start on the headboat because we used to have a kind of a, I guess you'd call it a game that we would play where we'd pull the trigger on a fish. And the second we pulled the trigger on a fish, you could be in or out and you'd bet money on what it was by the rod bounce and winner take all on the pot. Or if three guys guess the same thing, you'd split. So we just, for fun, you know, when you're out there in 200 feet of water, it could be an amberjack or a, or a, pink porgy or a jolt head or an American red snapper it could be all kinds of stuff, but you get to paying more attention as to how the fish fight and what they do. Um, you know, that being I, said, that was complete luck and yeah, I that's a million years, but I did it once. Right. 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 Well, yeah, yes, I was, I was asking more of the fact that you caught it, not that you called oh, it. No, Cause no, that, no. that is, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We had caught, um, we'd caught scamp groupers and American red snappers, you know, you just your tick, your typical ground fish, you know, uh, bonanza there in that, that same general area, but that was the only one we caught and see, I was dropping my cameras down. I do a lot of underwater filming as well. So I had a camera on the bottom at 150 feet and it had it down there for about an hour. And we had no footage of that fish, no clue where it came from. Didn't, didn't see it until it came over the rail. Wow. That's usually what happens with a mangrove. They sneak. Yep. Yep, yeah, they are. They are. And, and, and we're glad they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's throw this this photo up here uh some people might recognize that style of fish there uh what a beautiful beautiful fish yeah those are um when you start getting into the mahis yeah uh, you know that's that's a species i love to fish for but i can tell you I, i've kind of evolved on that because the bait that was in that triple tail's mouth we've gotten to the point where one of my favorite things in the world, this is going to sound crazy, but my favorite fish now after about five or six seasons of doing this to catch on top water is, is the big bull dolphin. And, um, you'd be amazed how you take a spinning rod out and you fish for them just like billfish. I mean, if they're, if they're thick and you know that they're around, you, you know, put teasers out with no hooks in them. And when you get them up and you see them, you throw that top water at them and they come up and smash it. And it's just, it's incredible. I had, um, on that same trip with that triple tail about a day apart, I had one of the bigger ones that I've, that I've ever caught as well over 70 pounds on a, on a spinning rod on a top water. And they're, they're just amazing when they come up, you know, cause you, it's, you, you think throwing at redfish is visual, but you know, you've got aquarium water, a fish yep. that, you know, lit up in 25 different colors of the rainbow and it comes up yep. and brushes that top water right in front of the camera. And that's, that's right. a, uh, that's a neat one to go after. And I highly recommend put the thirties and fifties and eighties away and put your spinning rod on them, throw a top water at them and watch what happens. Yeah. yeah. I fished for them, uh, on some charters down in Cabo San Lucas on in Mexico. So that was, that's a fun, that's a fun day. And fun to eat. There's uh, yeah. about the only thing you can do with those things is overcook them. That's about the only thing you can do wrong. Speaking of, uh, I think we lost Joey again. I'm sure he'll jump back in. But but uh, but speaking of good to eat, this is the last photo I got before we jump into that teaser video. But check this out here. Uh, that was another one I got off the Facebook page. Uh, 
that was my buddy Raleigh working. And uh, if if you uh, you know if you hung with us over the years, if you've been down to Tropic Star, if you ever saw, I mean that that guy's got a pile of world records. If you look him up on IGFA, and he he passed about a year ago. It does my heart good to see that to see that picture. That was his. At the time, largest, same deal, largest yellowfin tuna that he'd ever caught on a spinning rod. And that lasted about 20 minutes because that one was a little over 100. And he caught one about 170 on the next cast. Wow. Then we went back to the lodge because he looked at me and he said, I don't know if there's any bigger ones out here, but I don't want them today. Let's go. (laughs) Buddy Raleigh and doing the same kind of deal, you know, that's, You'll hear me talk about Tropic Star and Pinas Bay a lot because, you know, that's a neat place to go. There's a lot of things that you can catch, and they do it a lot of uh, really big ways. And one of the things they love to do is get on the, you know, the mahis and the and the, the uh, yellowfin and stuff like that and throw topwaters at them, which <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a different technique, I guess, in the fight, I would imagine, is crazy on, on a fish that size on a spinning rod, right? Yeah, because it's it's boat, and, you know, Ordinarily, when they're trolling, of course, you know, you're going to forward movement of the boat, but really about the only way you can whip them on, you know, I'm, I'm usually using an 80 to 200 pound, like a carnage jigging rod. Um, and I'll have usually a pound cigar thread lock to 150 cigar blue. And, you know, once they start pinwheeling, I mean, it, it's, it's mono. I mean, if he starts his pinwheels down there a couple hundred feet, I mean, you're, you're, you're popping them a foot and a half at a time. And it's by the time you're done with it, it's all you want. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a workout. Some of the baits that they took them down so deep, they actually, uh, you know, caused the, the baits to get water in them because it went through the pores of the plastic. Cause those fish, you know, ran from the surface down to three, 400 feet so quick. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's intense there. So look, the video clip that I have, I got it from your YouTube page. It's the one with Paul in it. So what, can you frame this up for us a little bit as far as this is this season, correct? Yes, sir. The one with the giant triple tail. Yeah, I I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's the current season that's airing season 14. It's airing on outdoor channel right now. And it'll actually air, um, outdoor sportsman's group owns outdoor channel and they own WFN. So They'll actually air that same season. As soon as it stops airing July 1st on Outdoor Channel, it'll start airing the full again on WFN in Q3 and Q4. So okay, cool. Let's play this real quick. It ain't very long. I think it's 30 seconds at most. And uh, and then we can talk more about it when, when it's over with. Let's check it out. Sure. That'll be my biggest triple tail ever. <laughs> Mangroves come right off the pile, and you know we knew it was about to be on. <laughs> well, following it. Oh, look at that! Man, that was intense, huh? Yeah. Oh, getting the. Oh. <laughs> oh. This thing is jigungus. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's cool. That was so. That was uh that was a fun trip. The um the, the Mexican Gulf Fishing Company guys, of course, are my go-tos. I mean, you, you've got just some un- unbelievable talent. And if it's in the Gulf of Mexico, those guys do it and do it well. And what we had done is we went down there with Captain Wade, Captain Jordan, and Captain uh Paul. And essentially the only thing that was off limits was yellowfin tuna. 
because I'd already done a show with Beach on Yellow Fins, and I was I couldn't go to Trinidad. Let's see, I couldn't go to Trinidad, I couldn't go to Australia, and I couldn't go to uh, Canada. So I go to three countries I'd planned on going, and of course, one of the first places I'm going to go is throw another bone to Venice because you can you know you could do as many diverse shows as you wanted there in a year. So we went back, and I you know Captain Jordan and Captain Wade. Uh, I told him, I said, y'all do whatever you want to do. We just can't do yellowfin. And the swords, we just had a tropical storm that had come through and it kind of uh, silted up the deep fish. The deep drop fish weren't really doing it. The swords weren't really doing it. But those guys had some uh, some just hammer mangroves pegged. And quite honestly, we worked on those things till we were sick of working on them. And they, they were, you know, <laughs> I think we had four or five that were bigger than the state record mangrove I'd caught in North Carolina. Tells you what kind of fisher Louisiana's got. But Pauly, um, Pauly was on just, I don't know. I don't even know how to phrase it. it, it it's, it's, it, you say trip of a lifetime, you say bucket list, you say all these things. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm hard to impress, but I'm hard to get rattled. And, um, you know, first triple tail I caught was, you know, upper teens, we caught two more like that. I mean, just good, solid, big triple tails. Venice, Louisiana, they're solid average anywhere else. And he pulled the trigger on that big fish. And to make a long story short, which you won't see on the show, we were literally backing away to get that fish clear and pulled out. And three or four different times is trying to take him back. Paulie's cup in the spool. All we saw was one big roll. And then at one point in time, the fish came about half water and i'm looking at that thing thinking that cannot be as big cannot be what i saw <laughs> we had a, a large net we'll just say it was a large net and that fish came up and i kind of had to fold it like a taco uh to get it to go in there and grab it with both hands get my arms underneath it that fish hit the deck and, and, you know, me and Paul looked like we were in the silent movies for about 30 seconds. I mean, we're just, just sitting there, just looking at it. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. We're looking at the fish and all I, I think I got a wow out and that was about it. Um, and, and Paul was highly conflicted with that fish because he didn't want to kill it, but it was the biggest he'd ever caught. And he was, you know, he's, he's asking me, what do you think it away? What do you think it away? You know, it was a meal away from a state record. So, you know, we're looking at the fish, and that was just one where it was just too big, too giant. And, you know, I, that, that'll probably be the last triple tail Paulie kills in his life unless he catches 155 pounds. But, you know, for a fish that size and to get it all on camera and all on film with the raw emotion that, you know, I mean, that's that that was his unicorn with the drop time, man. And, I, and to get it on video and on film the way we did, that really – one of the things I would tell you is the most fulfilling and rewarding with what I do with Big Water Adventures. Yeah. That, that was an story. awesome show, man. For yeah. Sure. And, and Paul's been on the show too. And, and, and what, from what I hear is dad's like a legend in the dive oh, world. Yeah. That, oh yeah. We need to get his dad on for sure. Yeah. He's, you do. He's the man. What I hear. You do. And, and of course, you know, Paul did the, the prerequisite what I hear or have heard in the last couple of years more and more often is, you know, I've been watching you since I was a little kid, and I'm going. <laughs> I, I guess that's good. That means that I'm, you know, I'm kind of uh, getting the, uh, you know, the length of the show and the series. I mean, we'll have April next year. We'll have 200 episodes in, God will. 
And uh, that's when I get the Big Water Ventures tattoo on my back. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty badass, man. My, the, the only other question I had for you, and you kind of maybe answered it a little bit on that last statement there, but, you know, what is it like to do to live that, to live the show that you're living and, and do this full time, man? I mean, it's got to be a great experience, right? To kind of live out your dream, I would assume, right? Going from... From what you were doing with Shakespeare to now, right? I mean, that that's yeah. I mean, it, it was a blessing. I, I, you know, to get real for just a second, when I bought the show out, I cast in half of it. Okay, um, and I lived in for four years, and my wife supported me by working this as a pediatric burn unit nurse. I mean, there was more to it, but you know, yeah, I'm blessed to get here and be where I'm at. I mean, it it was one of those deals that. To pull off the business model we have, and you think of the logistics of it, you know, Outdoor Channel, I'm their customer, so I buy my airtime from the Outdoor Channel, and the only reason I've, I've had the 9.30 a.m. Saturday morning slot have is because the ratings have been good because people watch it. You know, at that point, you have to, you got to put stuff out there that people want to watch, and I can tell you that there was about a four-year period we were, I mean, man, we were pretending we were in outer space. Star Wars because it was it was tough to get here you know I put everything I had back into it and without the partners and the sponsors that I've got partners you know I always say it's a three-legged stool and that key to where I'm at three-legged of course you know one leg is going to be the sponsors but equally important you've got to have the numbers and you got people that support it and watch the show so that's the second leg but what really makes Big Water Adventures work vested interest in my partners and my partners Besides my sponsors are the Mexican Gulf Fishing Ollie and Kevin Beach and Wade and Jordan and all their everywhere we go and everything we do, I'm there fifty percent for me and fifty percent to make sure I showcase where I'm at and what I'm with and make it as good as I can. So to get to where I'm at, I've got no illusions that people want to watch me shoot slingshot. They want to watch the places we go, people we're with. And they want to see what I know I can give them if I just do my job and take them to the best places in the world with the best people doing the best stuff. So I'm blessed. There's no doubt about it. I work my butt off to get here. But man, it take me 20 minutes to tell you of people that are also responsible for me getting here. Family, <laughs> I, I love that man. Fully committed, and you took the risk. I don't know yeah. if the audio was clipping. He said he sunk his 401k into this, and uh, the wife had to pick up some shifts, and so he was pot committed, and he's making it happen, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, I'll tell you, it was funny. I, I, I went a, a uh, unsecured line of credit from Arthur State Bank, and I told him what I'd been doing, and he said, "Why are you not trying to take out business loans for all this?" And I said, "Honestly, sir, I don't know if it'll work." And if it doesn't, I don't want to, you know, declare bankruptcy and take your money. I would rather, I've got money in my 401k. It's supposed to be for my retirement. And if this works, I'll have retirement money. But if it doesn't, it ought to be my fault. Lose it. So I'm going to gamble my money on myself. And he looked at me and he says, how much do you need? And I told him and he goes, I can sign off on that. Right now. I've been yeah. Running. Yeah. If more people thought that way, it would be a lot better place. But, yeah. Uh, I commend you for that as well. Thank where you, can I, where, where do people need to go to get in touch with you to see the show? I mean, wh where are you active most on social? Yeah, I'm 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 easy. You can find everything with bigwateradventures.com. It's got it where we're at. Now, if you want to check us out on an app and you don't have cable or you don't have 
channel or whatever, you can go to MOTV.com channels app. It's MOTV.com. And not only my show, but you can get show that's on outdoor channel and get pretty much all the hunting shows, fishing shows, all that stuff. So it's definitely a good app to have because you can tap into not only what they're airing now, but like with mine, you go all the way back to all the seasons and go back as far as you want. Sweet. Awesome, man. Well, if you're ever in the Biloxi area uh, and you want to stop into the studio and hang out and drink some bourbon with us, we'd love to have you back on. We can talk more about it. I'll do it, bro. My uh, cameraman's actually from Van Cleef. Oh, wow. That's, what we, that's, right that's where we live. He's a, a mile from Shed's Barbecue, boys. I'm a little clever. Oh, well, he's, in, he's in our backyard then. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, like I say, you let us know. Open invite anytime you're here. I appreciate it, brother. You guys have a great day, and I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, same to you. We appreciate Thank it. You, you have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Oh, that was a good one, Joey. Technical issues aside, that was a good one. Dude, this Denver heat. Every time I walk out there, the phone stops overheating, man. I didn't think it was that hot outside. You're you're uh you're from South Mississippi, man. I don't understand what your phone why it didn't you figure uh, South Mississippi heat was worse than Colorado, but I guess not. That's right. I was gonna do this at the beginning of the show and I didn't, I forgot, but uh we mentioned we did mention the Hill Hilltree and Jesse and those guys that they did our website, brownwaterbanter.com. But uh, if you uh, if you go check it out, I want to flash on screen real quick. Joey just got the uh, the new merch in hot off the press. If you want to help support our show uh, and be a part of the Pelican Gang, as we say, you can go and get these new uh, brown water hats that we just got in. I'm going to flash them on the screen. There's, there's a bunch of different colors. I'm going to show three of them. Uh, this is the more brown. What is that, Joey? That's a gray. Yeah, that's the gray. Uh, let me pull this down real quick. That's the gray there. And then uh, we got a red you said looks pretty good. Red looks good. Yeah, we just got all these in. So, And then look, what is it? Come help That's us get the teal. cell phones that won't overheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help Joey upgrade his cell phone, man. Um, and, and and that that Pelican's made out of what, Joey? It reminds me of like a – I know it's a it's a leather, pleather, whatever, it's but it, pleather, reminds me of, it reminds me of the sea foam deck that you put on a boat is what it feels yeah, like. It, it's a little bit like that. It's it's actually pleather is what it is. So. Right. But yeah. they're uh, Velcro back hat, trucker hats, and uh, I'm wearing one right now with a different emblem on it. So jump over to the website and check it out. We appreciate all y'all for tuning in on the episode. We got some more cool stuff lined up. We're not going to uh, announce it yet, but uh, we're coming up on episode 100, too. We're not we're not too far away from that, and that's going to be a yeah. party. Yeah, I'll be back so, on then and have some interwebs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, enjoy your vacation. I think we're going to get two more at least maybe in while Joey's uh, on the road with his terrible cell phone. And then, depending uh, on, yeah, depending on what the weather looks like. I mean, what the internet looks like. Yep. But uh, thank you all for tuning in, man, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Later. Thanks so much for checking out the episode. Hope you dug it. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you're following us on all the social platforms. That's at BrownwaterB, all one word. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, you name it, we're there. Be sure to check us out. And uh, if you're really enjoying the show and you want to be a supporter, man, jump over to brownwaterbanter.com. We have all kind of merch for sale. We have our uh, leather patch uh, Richardson 112 snapback hats. We've got t-shirts, dry fit hoodies, dry fit short sleeve, dry fit long sleeves, uh, cotton t-shirts. So whatever you were looking for, we got you covered there. Once again, thanks so much for checking us out and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Brown water banter.